Good afternoon. Welcome to the Warp Sense Reality Podcast. This is Josh. My name And we're here for our Friday mashup show. We're a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have had a horrible work week. I don't know about everybody else, but it has been rough. And then between that cheer and everything going on yesterday. I think just coming off of COVID, COVID lockdown for 10 days and not doing anything but kind of relaxing and then going back to work, it was a little tough. Yeah, so we're a day late on our Friday mashup, but we're here to get it done. All right, well, I'll let you kick it off then. Uh, what's, what's our agenda today? All right, so today we're going to start with uh, Dave Chappelle and, our, and the cancel culture that we are now in. Mm, I love Dave Chappelle. That's all I'm going to say. I love him. Now, we watched the Dave Chappelle Netflix special that everybody's all upset about. We've seen all his specials on Netflix. He's had yeah. Like, he has like, yeah. It's like We're his big comedy one. people. Yeah. So, this is, so this, we've seen the last one that everybody's in an uproar about. And what, what, what's your thoughts, ideas? I thought it was good. You wasn't laughing a lot. I thought it was funny. But, I mean, I can see humor in just about anything and everything. So I thought he was more trying to make his point that it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny to me. But I, I understood his what he was trying to do because, you know, in the beginning of his special, he talked about how this was probably going to be his last special for a long time. I think he knows who his cancer culture. And Yeah, and at first we didn't, when you're first as a, you know, watching it, you don't understand, like, what is he talking about? And then as he gets into the cancel, uh, into his special, you start to say, ah, yeah, he's probably not going to make anything for a while. But here's the thing. All right. So for those that don't know, Dave Chappelle is a stand-up comedian and he had made jokes in the past, transgender jokes about transgender people. And people in the LGBTQ plus community got upset, essentially tried to cancel him. So I'm guessing this is his rebuttal and coming back, make a point that in my opinion, the cancel culture is killing comedy. Like, it's killing the industry. If you go watch stand-up comedians now and their hour specials, the first thing they'll say in the beginning of their special is, man, it's rough. You got to really watch what you say. Because it's very hard to not offend somebody. There's so many different different areas of, you know, different types of people from, you know, handicapped people, overweight people, white people, black people, gay people. I mean, that basically everything that comedy covers and makes light of is offensive to somebody. It's the, I mean, if we would just go back to our constitutional values and, you know, protect our freedom of speech, then, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about this kind of that, stuff. That's my thing, too. Okay, this country has fought so hard for freedom of speech. Okay, even in, like, rap music and heavy metal, you know, back from the, the at least the 80s. I can't speak beyond the 80s because I don't, I don't remember beyond the 80s. But the 80s and the 90s, you know, uh, Public Enemy... All those people were uh, Eminem. They tried to, the government tried to cancel them. Tipper Gore, um, was it Laura Bush, have repeatedly mm-hmm. like launched these campaigns saying that this this music is graphic, it's violent, it's damaging to our children, so forth and so on. And constantly, constantly, have these people had to fight to say you cannot censor me. I have the right to say what I say. You might not like what I say, and it may not be politically correct, but I have the right to put into my music and into my art what I want to put in there. And so far, up until this <laughs> these last couple years, that has held true, and they've won every case. But now, it's almost like the government doesn't even have to do it because we do it to each other. Now we censor each other. Now we cancel each other. Now it's like the mob mentality where we grab our pitchforks and go after whoever says something that we didn't like or we didn't agree with. 
Um, it's all part of the process. It's, you know, great, it's called the Great New Reset. Here's my thing with like when you, when you say like racism and racist things or homophobic things, and I don't necessarily agree with them, but I do agree with the fact that now I know where you stand. Now I know who I can have like-minded thoughts with and who I don't. I know who my friends are and who aren't. I know who has um, different values for me and who doesn't. So to me, it to me it serves a purpose to allow people to say the things that they want to say. Now, here's your fine line. Your fine line is voicing your opinion versus bullying somebody. Mm-hmm. So you can say, hey, I don't like this kind of people. But then when you go to that person and make fun of them and call them personally fat, ugly, stupid, whatever, that's the difference. And I think that's what they were trying to fight was the bullying and the you know, discriminating against people of different areas. And, um, it just kind of like went too far. <laughs> like we went, like you say, I agree. We went too let, far with it. Let people say what they want to say. That way, you know who you're dealing with and where they stand. You know, I don't care if you're a racist or you're not a racist, or if you're the second coming of Hitler, if you suppress, if you suppress that speech, then nobody, nobody will be aware of what you're building in the background and what you're capable of doing. So you got to let these people talk so we know where they're coming from. Now, when their actions start to harm individual people, then then we can stand up and say, hey, stop what you're doing. Because here's my thing. These people are still going to say what they're going to say. They're still going to believe what they're going to believe. They're just going to do it in private, in, in secret. Yeah. And then you're not going to know who your enemies are versus who your friends are. You're not going to know what they're up to versus what they're not up to. For me, for example, being white, I've had a lot of white people who said racist things to me thinking that I'm on the same team as them because we share the same skin tone. All right. I, a lot of times I've had to let it slide or I've let it slide because it wasn't worth my time. It wasn't worth my battle. But at the same point, mental note was taken. You didn't know I had interracial uh, siblings. You didn't know that I don't believe the way that you believe. But now I know I know more about you than you know about me. I have the upper hand. I have the advantage in this situation. So I know how to pl- how to get what I want and, and to bypass your prejudices and your biases. Um See, in that situation, I don't want to try to change that person. If it's, you know, because I have interracial people in my family. I don't want to. I, I don't mind I, I trying don't to wanna, change somebody. I don't want to But at the same them. point, some people can't be changed. And some people, like you said, are so ignorant that what's the point? Yeah. So I, that just that, that just lets me know, hey, you, this ain't a person that I really want to be around that much. So I want to try to stay away from this person, you know. So I don't want to change them. I'll just stay away from them. It's not, I mean, it's e- simple, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Pretty much. That's how I feel about it. But I also think that, you know, it's kind of like where Roseanne said where, you know, she's a very, she was a liberal all those years that she was in show business. And then she said, well, it went too far left. And that's what, what you mean. Like you want to go cancel somebody for something they said and get them fired from their job. But you're not only hindering that person, you're hindering that person's family. So what about the children that they're supposed to feed and, and, and take care of? And you can say, well, you know, it's not my problem. They should have thought about that. Da 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 da. But you're also the same people that are for government programs to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. So, again, the hypocrisy is it's the hypocrisy for me. You can't say I don't care about you know I care about the community. I care about the kids. We should take care of people. We should do for people. But then, oh, once they say something I don't like, we're gonna make them lose their job and starve to death, or lose their house and everything they've worked for. Their kids are not gonna be able to go to college. Yeah, to, and to, here's another thing too. People say things. I'm sorry. People say things, and they evolve. Like that's one thing. Like we were this whole like that was one thing that kept that um 
Dave Chappelle kept bringing up, like, you know, with the LGBTQ community going after uh, black artists because they they got a lot of homophobic things in their rap music. They have homophobic things in different arts and areas. And like Eminem, for example, used the F word all the time. That was a big to do back when he when he was out. No, we're not talking about the F U C K word. We're talking about the yeah know, the the derogatory meaning for uh, homosexuality. homosexuality yeah. So. You know, and a lot of times they're not even, it's not even being used in that context. But then you take in the same point and you have people from different races that have also derogatory terms that they don't want used. So I don't understand why you want to use a derogatory term towards another group of people. That's another thing I don't understand, but that's a whole different, different conversation. But like with Kevin Hart, okay, they went back and dug up emails and I don't know who did this, who had the time and took the time to do this, but they literally dug up Kevin Hart's emails to find a, um, I think it was a tweet, maybe, where he said that if he ever caught his son playing with a dollhouse, he'd smash it over his head. And I don't agree necessarily with that, but Kevin Hart's a comedian. So I'm fairly confident he was just trying to be funny. And the thing about it is, people evolve. The more educated you become, the more uh, exposure you get to the world, the more exposure you get to different different types of people and different cultures, the more you learn and grow as a person. And especially, like, celebrities and stuff, you know, the more money they make, the more they get to go all across the world and meet people and have experiences and open their mind. So, if you're going to, if you're going to relegate someone to their past and never, you're, you're denying the fact that people evolve, that human beings grow and change and that our, our species in general is constantly evolving. We are not, I'm not the same person I was five years ago, much less ten years ago. I pretty much am. I don't think so. I don't know. You were never a hardcore conservative. You were more. You was way more liberal. I don't think I really cared. I really didn't put so much into it. Exactly. And now you're all into politics. Because now that I'm a, a 40 year old bill paying citizen with responsibilities, I just see what I think is wrong and what I think is right. So, we were always bill paying citizens, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I was. I don't know. I felt different back then than I do now. That's called evolution. Like I'm a homeowner now, which I wasn't a homeowner then. You matured. I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Not completely, but a little bit. But uh, what I was going to say earlier was, to me, the people that are canceling Dave Chappelle are just as bad as Dave Chappelle for making the comments he made. Like, you know, you're taking food. I mean, you know, that's a that's a big one to use because he's a millionaire. He'll be fine. But the people that are out there, the little man that's losing their job because they said something or did something and they want him fired and taking food out of their, their mouth and their family's mouth and everything. Yeah, the man's ignorant for saying what he said or the woman, the man, he, she, whatever, is uh, stupid for saying what they said but canceling their life and then their kids are suffering and they're suffering. You're just as bad as them for making the comments. And they do it like to everyday freedom people. Freedom of speech. It is not, it's not just celebrities. They do it to the everyday person. They'll go out here and, and not uh, and videotape them. I mean, a lot of things. And this is the Karen thing. Oh, my gosh. The Karen thing. The Karen thing. The Karen thing. A lot of young people jump on that Karen board. I can't wait for y'all to go through menopause. Like, I really cannot wait for y'all to go through menopause. Because a lot of these middle-aged women or older women in the 50s that are acting like this are going through menopause. <laughs> I've experienced it. I had a lady at, at, when I worked for it at a bank, and she came in, and she was as nasty to me as you could be, and rude and hateful for no reason. She was a true definition of a Karen. I, I didn't think nothing about it. It's par for the course when you work, work with the public, and it was what is just a, another difficult customer. The next day, or a couple days later, she came back in, and she apologized to me, and she was almost in tears. 
And I was like, it's okay. It's not, you know, it happens. Everybody has bad days. And she was like, no, I'd been acting like that towards everybody. And I'm not that kind of person. My daughters told me, mom, you need to go to the doctor. Something's wrong with you. And so she went to the doctor and found out she was going through menopause. And she had no idea. She just did, she didn't know why her her rage was there. She didn't understand why she was so angry. She didn't understand why her moods were so off. Like her her hormones were imbalanced. And that's what happens to a lot of women who have rage issues is they have hormone imbalances. And as a society, we instead of saying, "Hey, let's help these people out or find out what's going on with them," we laugh at them and videotape them and label them and make fun of them because you're younger and you're not going through it or you're a man and you're not going through it. And you can sit back and laugh at it. Ha ha, it's funny. It's not funny. And it's not fun. And I know I know what it's like because I had to start going through menopause at what, 30, 32 Five, years old? I think 30 it was 32. It was 2015, 2016. So you'd have been 34. 34 yeah, so I, I, and I know that's not always the case. Sometimes you just have some ignorant racist people, people out there and or homophobic people or just assholes. So I know that's not always the case, but sometimes it is. Sometimes you just need to give a little bit of compassion, even when someone's not giving it to you. Because some, one day it might be you. One day you might be on your last straw for the day, and you may slip uh, slip out and act a fool out in public, and someone's going to have you on camera. Well, so far, as far as the end of this, this uh, segment is, so far Netflix is standing behind them. I've seen a few articles, so I'm proud of Netflix for that, and I hope they stick with them and... It's not, and it's not just Dave Chappelle, and it's not just the issues against the transgender community. It's all of comedy, and it's all of the jokes. And apparently, Dave Chappelle is, at least from what we heard in the, in the special, he was talking about um, DaBaby, a rapper. I don't know what DaBaby did, that, that he's apparently being a part of the cancel culture right now. But I guess that's who he was sticking up for. So where you said Chappelle has enough money, he can afford to do this. Mm-hmm. DaBaby may, does not. Or may not, not enough to last a lot, not enough to, to last a life. To I be mean, he, canceled he's, in his he's made industry. millions. And 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 that's the thing about these people is they didn't. They're you know they do work their way to where they are. They do start out from either middle class to nothing, and they work and work and work to get where they are to perfect their craft and to take that opportunity away from them. It's like Kevin Hart and hosting the Oscars. You know, he's always wanted to host the Oscars, and then over something that happened, I don't even remember how many years it was before that, but. X number of years ago, they took that opportunity away from him. You see how hard Kevin Hart works. I've seen how hard Kevin Hart works. I'll be honest with you. I love comedy. I don't think Kevin Hart's that funny. He's still a hard worker. Still a hard worker. But he's. All, I mean, that's and, what that's the my, running joke. Kevin Hart will do anything. In my personal space, my personal space of me, if he got canceled, I wouldn't be there. I think all comedians know that Kevin Hart's not <laughs> top notch when it comes to being funny. But you know, he's known in the industry for being like, he was, if there's a job, he'll take it. They're talking about doing. They have these versus rap battles now, where they take these older older people that have kind of fallen off, and they put them like go bar for bar against each other, or hit for hit against each other to see, you know, taking old old people and put them together and to see who had the better career, who had the best songs. Mm-hmm. They're talking about doing that with comedy, and they were talking about doing a versus with um, Cat Williams versus uh, Kevin Hart. Okay. I would love no, to see it. That is a no contest. <laughs> like live or just like using her old material? No, live. Like live. They'd be on stage live, like going at it. Kevin, I mean, Cat Williams <laughs> would tear Kevin Hart a new, a new butthole. It. I would love it. But, and, but, and that's another thing. If you, if the cancel culture, if you guys, you guys need to go back and watch Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, Red Fox. And you would just probably just have a heart attack. Cause you would watch like Bob, what's his name? Bob Saget. Oh my gosh! Person I think I've ever heard. George Carlin, go back and watch George Carlin. (laughs) R.I.P. George Carlin. 
Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't make it. And and that's the same thing for the music in the in, in the how industry. How would you feel personally? I know how much you love comedy. What if comedy just went away? In five years, there's no more comedians. How would you feel? It's w- depressing to think about. That's the thing. Like that's what comedy's for is to keep you from being depressed. You you want to talk about the 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 stereotypical jokes? Okay, that's the thing. You have people out there that say these stereotypical things in meanness, in 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 trying to hurt people, and they mean it and they believe it. And then you have comedians who take these stereotypes and the stuff that that's used on a daily basis to tear people down, and they make it into something funny, and they make something out of it, and they turn it into. Something we can all laugh at. Something that we can all say. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we're known, white people are supposed to be known for not being able to dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that's funny. Like, if someone's sitting here making fun of me dancing, literally making fun of me, that's my, that might hurt my feelings. If I give a crap what your opinion was. But, a comedian comes out and tells a, a joke about a white person who can't dance, and it's hilarious. And then, the next time someone comes up and tries to say something about you not being able to dance, and I'm just using this as a lame example, but about you not being able to dance, it's not going to be as effective. Yeah, because you're going to remember that. When you take the effectiveness away from it, when you take away its power and its negative connotation and you turn it into a positive, and that's what comedians are good at. You got the upper hand, though. You know how to dance. I'm just using that as a racial stereotype. I don't want to be caught throwing racial stereotypes out here. All right, well, I stand behind behind Netflix and I stand behind... um, We have... um, we Dexpel. we lived in Northern Virginia, which is right outside of DC, mm-hmm. and that is like a melting pot of um, cultures, races, cultures, yeah. people from all over the world. First generation, second generation, born there, but parents got them, brought them here. I'll say where I worked at and my crew I had, I had a twenty one man crew. I was a minority. Oh yeah, definitely. We were, I was we were definitely lot. minorities. I was a minority. And um, I when I went to work, there were so many different languages. And here we are from the South, like yeah. these little country talking. And there, that is a stereotype because them guys, me coming from the South, them hearing my accent, they automatically thought we're racist, stupid. redneck. And we're an ignorant. Ignorant idiot. So that's funny where you have all your stereotypes about all the people you think stuff about. They have stereotypes about you as well. Um, so, I mean, that's why I think, that's why I think stereotypes and racism is so stupid. I like, I don't even get it. I still, I still talk to most of my crew from up there. We're still but friends. But we would banter about the, and joke about it. Like, you know, they might throw a stereotype against us and then you throw one against them. And it was, but it was done in fun. Like, you know, cause you know, that's what the stereotype is. You know, this is what people say and think. And some of it's true and some of it's not true. You know, some of the things that Southerners do are Southerners are known to do. Let, like, that's where the stereotype comes from so that's why it makes it funny then we was talking about that today when we, we had our daughter's birthday party when we had our daughter's birthday party we probably had maybe once 10 people there mm-hmm. so we had a few people that were black from born in the United States uh, we had maybe besides us one person that was white born in the United States we had someone who was born in Puerto Rico someone who was born in uh, the Philippines, someone who was born in Mexico, a couple people that were born in El Salvador, and this is just one birthday party. And it was like maybe less, maybe what, 10 people? Mm-hmm. That's how diverse that area is. And when I say born, I mean born. Like these people speak all these languages. And these are just the people that we invited over for Kayla's birthday. So in that setting of those people, we were the ignorant ones as far as like. I mean, I, are, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, absolutely. Multilingual. That's what, who's, that, that, that experience grew made me grow so much as a person in my in everything like just people working for working for me i had people that were from in just in customer service like i had people from ethiopia egypt 
had the girl from Philippines, the girl from Puerto Rico, the Haiti. I had um, Morocco. Just are you like my deli manager was Moroccan. I had a co manager from France. He spoke French. I spoke French to him one day. I came in and spoke French down. I knew, you know, I took French in school, but I only know like, hello, how are you? Like most people do. So I come in, I was like, bonjour, you know, and I don't even remember it now, but and I said it to him and he answered me back and there was someone sitting there, um, Missy was sitting there and she looked at me and looked at him like, cause the way I said it, like, like I really knew French and I was like, Dun-. it's like, the, the, I said, that's the only thing I know. That's <laughs> like, hello, how are you? And uh, he asked me, like, how are you back? And I answered him. Just the experience of meeting all those people, it was, I just, I'm smiling just thinking about it. It was so fun. It was, it was challenging because you have a lot of different cultures and a lot of different beliefs and different religions and a lot of different customs. You know, you have some people who don't believe women should be telling them what to do. And you have some people who don't believe that younger people should be telling elders what to do. And so there was some challenges for the most part. It was wild, like... I've met so many people from so many different places, countries I never even heard of. I'm like, you're from where? Well, I've always said it. If I if I had to pick out in my 41 years of life, if I had to pick out the best time of my life. It was the eight eight or it was eight years we spent in Northern Virginia. It mm-hmm. was the best time of my life. There was no racism. If that was the best part, it was no racism. Like you walked into anywhere and no one cared. Like no one because it was so many different people in so many different countries. It was so normal. There was no racism. Like no one. I mean, people, like I said, people would joke about stuff that, you know, you're known for, but there was, it was like, I don't know. It was like a whole, it's like living in a whole different country. It was like living in a whole different place. All right. Well, what's, what's next on the list? What's next? What oh, but the same thing was John Gruden, a part of the cancel culture. Oh yeah. Any football fans out there seeing John Gruden get snatched up with some old emails? Well, well, they came out first and that like it was old emails from like 2008 or 11 or something. They come to find out these emails stretched all the way to like 2018. So the, emails. Was he still was he working for the NFL at the time? Um, no, I don't think so. He was working at ESPN as a as a. I'm, I think some of the emails from, from, the, from the, some of the emails from the beginning were yes, he was in NFL. Most of them were he was at ESPN. But could you imagine losing your current day job for something you said three years ago, or two or, years ago? Let's say it was the and you didn't even email. work for them. Let's say it was he was going to lose his job over the original emails that happened like ten years ago. Yeah, that's you what know? I'm saying. The, and my wife, who don't, who she knows more. I than used she, to love John. I she love knows John. more than she's ever known about football now. But she loved John Gruden back in the day, just for his faces and his antics, and uh, he was just hilarious. So my wife has known who John Gruden was before she even knew all the rules of football. She knew who John Gruden was back when he was coaching. Uh, I think it was t- he coached the Raiders for a while. It was the Raiders, but it was he coached Tampa Bay too. He yeah, took Tampa I, Bay to. I think that's where he got his uh, ring at. I choose Tampa. people in sports I like based off their personalities. But I mean, it's football. It's the, the things it, that he said it's are the most not surprising at field, all. Um, area of I think of our world right now of, in the United States, like football is the most men of the men. Like I can only imagine some of the conversations if you could be a fly on the wall in them locker rooms and between the coaches and them guys cuss. And I mean, I mean it's just, it's just he said um, some things that should be offensive to me. Yeah, I mean, because he said he, he he said something about not wanting female referees in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he touched about every base out there. Talked about gays, women, you know, sending out nudie pictures of top. Yeah, I mean, he covered like the that. spectrum when he come to being offensive. And like I say, and I bet you they all do when they get it done with all the rest of the emails too. Oh my goodness! Just imagine if you could go snatch emails from everybody. You know, just I bet. But you here's my thing: done. you're going to cancel him for the things he said and did. But you know how many people probably say and do those things and don't you just don't have an email to prove it? How is that fair? You know how many people in the NFL? The NFL overall is is known for that. 
And not to mention that they're also known for allowing people that commit crimes to continue to to uh, be employed there. Mm-hmm. Crimes against women, crimes against children, Ray crimes Lewis against about, animals. Ray, Ray Lewis killed somebody and finished out his his her story. Did her he story. get convicted though? Nah, he got found. There, okay, well that's that's yeah. that's that's their technicality. <laughs> but I mean, you've had people that beat their child, children, people that hit their wives. People that have done all kinds of things that they still allowed to play. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, that running back, was the one that whipped his son with a belt or something. They said it was too. You've had people that have been convicted, went to jail for killing animals, and still allowed to play because he did his time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying words, dude, versus actions, and we're still with the actions. So I don't, I don't get that. And then also, you know, I love that I, we talked about that NFL halftime show, right? Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm loving every person that's, that's going to be there. That's our music. Yeah, let's be real. All those people have said almost all the same things John Gruden has said. <laughs> and they've said it openly. They still say it in their songs they write. They didn't write it in a private email. They said it openly in their music that they released to the public. But the NFL still has no problem with them doing the halftime show. Like, make it make sense, people. I don't understand. And I know a lot of people agree with me because you're seeing everybody now, everybody, especially since they're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. People love Dave Chappelle. You know, so a, a lot of people agree with us, and and especially the older generation, and the the newer younger generation. Look, like, you're you're on a dangerous slope. Let's take it the political route. We found Hunter Biden's laptop with all his emails. We ain't done nothing about those. So why do we care about John Gruden's and his emails? He's out. Did over, he say anything bad about anybody? In his yeah, he's using his father. You know, emails sent over using his father's influence to make millions of dollars in China and. Ukraine and everywhere else. I mean, that's crimes against the, our country and our laws. And they get swept under the rug. So I think if we can give Hunter Biden a pass, we should be able to give John Gruden a pass. I mean, if you want to look at that, let's go back this up, son. How about uh, Joe Biden saying he didn't want his kids uh, to integrate into schools? A racial jungle. Because he didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle. Yeah. So I mean, I'm He saying- said those words, and he is the president of our United States. And he is on the same side of all these people who believe in cancel culture. And no one cares. No one cares. So I think I mean I'm just saying I think we can give John Gruden a pass. This is you know? the hypocrisy of it all. It's who can we how what can we use to attack people we don't like? And it's being used as a pitchfork mentality. You know, it's like the Salem Witch Child. Like they're just going after people that they think don't like. Think about this podcast. This could later, this this podcast could come back one day to bite us in the butt if somebody. Hillary Clinton did not believe in gay marriage. Back when her husband was president, she did not believe in gay marriage. But they yet People, all of the liberal people wanted her to be the president of the United States. She yeah, went on a pu- she went on a public radio station with all black radio hosts and said, "The one thing I always carry with me is hot sauce. I don't leave home without my hot sauce." I wish I would have heard that. That sh- never heard that. Piss me off, but it doesn't piss off all of you guys, that you Democratic <laughs> voters. Like I'm so confused. Oh Lord. Joe Biden said, "If you don't vote for me, you're not black." Who the hell is he to say that? What what has he done for the black community? What is he so doing you, for the black community? So you as a woman, if John Gruden got his job back, would you be upset? No, I would not care if John Gruden gets his job back. His job doesn't affect me whatsoever. But I, it may affect other people like like me, like it, the, the female refs that want to be refs. I think he should have to. There should be punishment. Just like if we do something bad at our job, we're going to get it right up. He should get some kind of punishment. You know, make him pay some fines or something. Or I don't know. I mean, but I, there should be some kind of punishment behind it. Yeah. Make him come out in public. Punish him. Say he did his time, and then give him his job back, like we did Michael Vick. There you go. Say, hey, he did his time. He did his punishment. We'll put him back in. But she won't do it though, because he's a white man. That's why. <sighs> I mean, I, don't, I would hope. I would hope that's not. He's the case. a white male, and that is exactly what this country is going after right now. And I'm the first one to say that white men are the majority of the problem in this country when it comes to racial issues. When it comes to dividing issues, let's look at our politicians. What are the majority of our politicians? 
What are the majority of the people that ran this country for a long time? That is so true. Like, and even and I'm a white man, so I should be offended by that statement. <laughs> but it's the fact. But you hear all these people bitch about white man, white man, white man. If you just go, somebody pull up a picture of the. You know, I'm sure they do like group pictures every year of the United States Senate and the House. Mm-hmm. It's all it's a sea of white faces. Period. And it's like. Okay, well, we're not gonna get no change if we're not gonna get some uh, some culture in here. So when you, you know fall I mean? into that demographic, you're looked at just like I said, stereotyping. You're gonna be stereotyped. John Gruden falls into that demographic, mm-hmm. so he's not gonna be treated with the same the same way that you would treat all these other people who've done the same things. I mean, you would say you hold him to a higher standard because he's a coach and not a player. This is our warped sense of reality. It's definitely a warped sense of reality. We're living through. I feel like we're in the twilight zone right now. Like nothing <laughs> makes sense and everything's backwards. Is that not the best name for this podcast? Yeah, we definitely have a warped sense of reality. The warped sense of reality, baby. We've, All right, what we got next? What we got next? Give John Gruden his job back, NFL. And leave Dave Chappelle alone. That's basically what we're going to talk about, freedom of speech. Oh, my goodness. You said something about Walgreens in California. Oh, yes. I, if anybody else has been following the news, um, I mean, this just has to go with the whole, you know, Blue Lives Matter or, like, stop defunding our police. I, I saw an article where they've shut down 12 Walgreens. And, it, and it, the reason I thought about it, it hit me because Walgreens is a... That's a big, that's a, a national nationwide chain. national mm-hmm. chain. They've shut down 12 Walgreens just in San Francisco alone because of theft. Where basically, um, the law in San Francisco is if you, if you had, if you didn't steal at least $600 worth, they're not even going to prosecute you. They don't even, the cops let you go, like slap on the wrist, no big deal. So people are just going in there, just stealing up to $600 worth of stuff and leaving with it. And I mean, the employees are running around like, hey, stop, 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 call the police, call the police. But the police are so defunded, they said it might be 10, 15 minutes for the police to even show up. You know, so Seattle, they've already put out there, like, if it's not a life-threatening emergency, we're probably not going to be able to make it there. So, you know, be careful. You know, so 12 Walgreens have shut down. And they showed, it was on the news, they showed people, and they're just looting Walgreens. Like, you're in there shopping with a buggy and walk out with it. Off you go. You know, there's your weekly groceries for the week. Or your, they showed one guy just walking the pharmacy. All the pharmacy people scattered, and they're screaming, like, call the police, call the police. This guy just like, oh, let me get a bottle of this and a bottle of that and a bottle. That's da- that's dangerous, you know. Just snatching up drugs out of pharmacy and he just walked right at no hurry. It wasn't like he's oh my god, let me shit and get. He just walking out so, there. I mean, that's what's gonna happen in those areas where they're they're allowing that type of behaviors. The businesses are just gonna leave. And that's why, like you know, we're from a big city. Like maybe it's a good thing we're not in a big city right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. That's that's just scary to me to think that we could be in a society where we just start robbing stores and it's not a big deal anymore i mean where we were for the uh, uh, in retail they people walk out with grocery carts all the time and they're scared to do anything about it yeah they're scared yeah but i mean they but the people who were stealing they were at least like running to the car and trying to get in there real fast and pulling off and hiding their license tag like it was a it was a whole effort to do it now it's like hey don't worry about it you only got like three hundred dollars just get it and go no big deal we ain't worried about hiding our license plates because even if the cops do show up all they're gonna do is tally it up and be like, "No, this is only nine. This is only five hundred and forty dollars. Let them go. They might pull the the." the that's stuff what from they them, do in, in where we're from. But they let them go. No, they would. They would write no. you a ticket. I've I'll seen people you get might get a ticket. And go get in the, and get put in the car. It's not worth their ticket. These people are gonna be like, "Hey, have a good one. See you later." Most of the time, they didn't do but, anything. But the but the problem is the they're so strapped for police officers, they can't even make it out there to stop them and put the groceries back. That's the thing. These people are just walking in with their four hundred dollars and walking right out with it because the cops don't even. The, by the time the cops come, these people done got home, unloaded the groceries, put in their cabinets, making dinner. They're making short term decisions that's going to have long term effects. They don't see. So, the, they don't see the long term effects. Yeah, you may have stolen. You closed twelve Walgreens. How many employees lost their jobs? 
over them 12 Walgreens. Well, I mean, Walgreens ain't big big stores. So Which means they'll leave. They'll move to another state and do the same thing all over again. To, if you're working in a Walgreens and you're not a pharmacist, you don't make enough money to means to just move around like you want to. Let's be realistic. We work in retail and we move like we want to. We were managers in retail. Walgreens only has like a store manager and they don't have department heads and all that stuff. It's a lot more streamed down line of stuff. I'm saying if you are down on the totem pole in life if as far as like where, 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 $8, say you're working an $8.50 job, then you can just get up and go wherever you want to go and make $8.50. Your mom's moved all over the country. She works under the table and she's a well, thief. She's too. done she, Man, she's, she could go to California and be a uh, movie star. That's what blows my mind is your mom's a conservative. And she has lived nothing but a... Liberal life. Yeah, yeah believing that things <laughs> but, must be but, handed to her for yeah, free. Yeah, basically living off liberal um, policies. My mo- I mean, my mom's the same way. They're, they'll be the first ones to be against something, but we was on welfare. We had food stamps. Mm. Oh, Lord. Yeah, Lord. But you know why that that is? That's a good topic. Because as a single woman with two children, you can't. it's, it's virtually impossible to work, pay rent, and daycare and have an automobile and pay all the things that go along with that. It's virtually, it's, it isn't impossible unless you have like a really good job. So like a factory worker, which is what she was at the time, it, it just, you can't do it. So to quit work and go on welfare was actually a better lifestyle for us because then we, we could afford food and the rent was paid and she could be home with the kids. And see, and to me, like, so, so when you set this up, they set this up a long time ago. So to yeah, so what's the problem at with that? Is it, is it the job needs to pay more money so she could have stayed working? I mean, because that's what I, somebody was telling me the other day. That like the cost of living, like the co- average cost of houses went up from like two hundred k to five hundred k. The cost of gas has went from like two dollars a gallon average to four dollars a gallon average. You know, all these prices that have went up, and minimum wage went up um, like twenty five cent. Nothing. I think minimum wage now is still like eight twenty five or seven twenty five. Seven twenty five. Well, it depends on whatever whatever you're in. Yeah. So, but this particular area, this person was was talking. The minimum wage hat went up from seven twenty five. Here's what I'll say. And they're saying, well, you shouldn't have these entry level jobs if you're a grown adult. You should have a real job. Um, back in the day, you could go out and get a factory job and work and actually support your family. Those don't exist hardly anymore, or not nearly as much as they used to. So now people are having to work in retail. Somebody called Kamala Harris out for that. Uh, like a like you know a how much Jeff Bezos went in that ten years? He went from having like nine million dollars to like nine. I mean nine billion dollars to having like nine hundred billion dollars. And so you're going to tell me that you can't pay your people? These big corporations that have been sucking America dry for all these years can't pay their people. You can't pay. You know, you you take your money and you and you go overseas and you open up comp- more more businesses and you make money there too, but you can't pay your people. Like I said, Bernie Sanders made one statement that resonates with me, and like I say, you you've said it. Me, I'm a diehard conservative, but he made the statement: no person working forty hours a week should live in poverty. I kind of somewhat agree with that. If you're working your ass off and you're out there on your grind, I don't give a damn if you're sleeping the street. You are contributing to society. Mm-hmm. You are a contributing member to society. You should be able to f- eat, have people, a roof of your head. People say you work at McDonald's. You should make okay, but you're still stopping at McDonald's to get that burger. Like okay, well then let's just shut down McDonald's. What are rich people going to do when they can't? St- but Donald Trump ate a damn egg McMuffin every bre- every morning in the Oval Office for McDonald's. They're like the prices are going to go up. You know the pri- you're right. The prices probably will go up. Why? Because their CEOs and the uh, boards on these companies are not going to give. They got to have these billions and billions of dollars for what? And see, and that's the big debate because you know Biden keeps saying um, these big trillion dollar corporations need to pay their fair share. 
And the and the and here's what the conservatives say: You're right. We agree with you. Need to pay your fair share. But when you go to them and start taxing them at that seventy percent or eighty or whatever, that twenty nine percent tax rate for um, corporations, do you think they're going to pay it? No, they're going to raise the prices so the consumers pay that. I'd like to have a breakdown on that too, on what they pay in taxes. It says, is it, are I they? They said the corporate tax rate is like twenty nine percent, but I don't. But I meant dollar wise. Oh, you want to bring? Yeah, that would be like how much they are, how much they're actually profiting after taxes and overhead and everything. How much is your gross profit per year? I'm just saying, but like, let's just break it down in dumb terms. If you tell Amazon you got to start paying us one billion dollars a year in taxes, federal taxes, yeah, all Amazon's gonna do is raise all their prices. So when make us pay it. We the the the. 400 million people that order something from Amazon mm-hmm. paid that $1 billion mm-hmm. in taxes, not Amazon. Mm-hmm. They still made their exact profit because they didn't have to pay that $1 billion. Mm-hmm. If there was, like, government needs to figure out a way to make that happen. Like, you're going to pay the $1 billion, you're not going to raise the prices. That's what they talked about, that. how many people that work for Walmart are um, government assistants. Full-time employees. Walmart has a program when you on get hired. Assistance. When Walmart has a program when you get hired for them, they, show, they have a program you go to, they show you how to go get government assistance. Mm-hmm. Like they teach their employees, like, look, we don't. Here's what you go do. They actually have a class you sit in for four hours or whatever. Walmart is one of the most profitable companies in this country and has destroyed small business, single, almost single handedly, mm-hmm. destroyed small business. They have no values. They don't stand on anything. And we've let these big conglomerates take over, take over for you. I mean, you can look at any of them: Coke, Pepsi. I mean, they're all known. It's not like we don't know who runs this country. Mm-hmm. And they, they have. Who's getting all the money? Oh, our And the funny thing is, if you look at the board and you look at the investors in these companies and they come through, for example, the company we work for, you know how they bring the board through, they're like, hey, we're going to bring some investors to come to work. Mm-hmm. They were all from other countries. They weren't, they weren't, uh, Americans. It's, the, the, <laughs> so your money's funneling believes, right out of the country through the company. Anybody that believes the Congress and the Senate and the President and all this run our country, no. Corporations run America. Yes. Facts. Like they don't like the no congressmen make they, they don't because they always say you know if you're not happy with your congressman vote him out they don't they'll manip, they manipulate votes there's no if if he's there he's there if he's rubbing the right backs he's gonna be in there I mean like look at like I think Ocasio Cortez is an idiot I think she's the biggest box of hair I've I think ever she met has a life. great I'm not saying she's an idiot or not idiot I think she has a great Amazon wanted to build a, a twenty like Bernie Sanders she has good facility. intentions they wanted a twenty they were gonna build a facility in her district in New York. And she stopped it single handedly. Who? Amazon was going to build a what like a, a whole facility in mm-hmm. her district in New York, right? And she kiboshed it and didn't let it happen. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh my God, you realize how many jobs you just cost for your area and this and that and the other." I think she was on to something. Like she knew. She no, is on to something. They're going to come here and destroy my area. Yes. And pay. Think my about people where nothing. we live in this small town we live in. If they come and drop a big conglomerate in this town. What's going to happen to all these small businesses? That, that, the, What's going to happen is, to our um, our grocery store that is uh, independently owned? What's going to happen to all of our little uh, clothing stores and our little mom and pops pizza places and this big small business right here mm-hmm. where we live at? There's, there's it's all a lot mom and pops. There's a lot of small business here. Yeah, and they you know when you go to like Kayla's cheerleading and stuff, it's sponsored by it's sponsored by 
Joe Blow down the street who owns his own little pizza, pizza shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. Like, ton, of, ton of mom and pop's pizza shops where yes, we live at. So if you bring in like these big, and the people around here will not shop the big places. Like you can bring in Papa John's, you can bring in Pizza Hut, and we're probably guilty for shopping there. But, and people will like, no. It's just, it's just. They reject it here. It's just, I could go to Pizza Hut. It's the Hut, culture. I can go to Pizza and get two large pizzas for $20 and have it delivered in about probably 35 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. The mom and pop's place that I love, Robin's Avenue Pizza, mm-hmm. love them to death. Two large pizzas there is going to cost me probably fifty, fifty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. They're going to be rude to me on the phone, mm-hmm. and I might have to go pick it up myself because mm-hmm. if I wait on them delivered, it's going to be an hour and a half, two hours. And what's it going to taste like? Uh, it's what when they deliver by the time they deliver it, or what does it taste like normally? What does it taste like if you go get their pizza? Oh, it's so good. This is my favorite pizza in town. Everything from it, there it, is good. It, it makes uh, it makes pizza look like uh, trash. garbage, and yeah, it is trash. garbage. Yeah. So, so, so I you're going to pay though. for that service because mm-hmm. these people, these people are independently having to pay for their their rent. They're having to pay their employees. They're having to find somebody who can come deliver your pizza around town when they're over there. You know, like what was it, Super Bowl and stuff? They get so bombarded, like they have to turn orders away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're only like what three, five guys in there maybe that work there. I mean, they can only do so much. Mm-hmm. But people have gotten so impatient that they're like, I want it now, 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 and I don't want to, you know, pay. That big corporation created that culture. Yeah, and they're uh, able to give things cheaper because they buy in huger quantities because they're buying for across the entire country, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I've always said it, you know this, I've always hated Walmart for the way that Walmart we has We used to spend a lot country. of time at Walmart, so since we've lived here in Ohio, how many times, we can almost count. Probably I don't go there one, unless I have to. We can count on two hands how many times we've been to Walmart in four years. I guarantee we could. That was my dream, to not have maybe to like ever go to Walmart times. again. In four years we lived here, we've been to Walmart maybe six times. Or Target. We used to be big, I used yeah. to be, because that was where you had to go. With the big cities we lived in, that's where you had to go. And here, I don't have to go there for nothing. We got that Bosco's now, I'm going to go check that out. That's the oldest family-owned business in like the east coast or northeast or something just built that big bosco's up there these people are onto something and they've been onto something (laughs) it's just like when they signed nafta and they said told us that our relations with china were going to get better and it was going to bill clinton said it was going to have all these benefits and yada 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 and and my entire family lost their jobs and their homes just think, just think if we because all of the factories, their factory workers, and all their factories closed down. Hypothetically, we went back and open our coal mines up, and that's why I would never vote for Hillary Clinton. If we go open our coal mines up, if we go put our our manufacturing plants back in, and we do all that, get our railroads back cleaned up, opened up again, you know what I'm saying? Where everything's going by railroad or truck. I don't think and we need to reopen our railroads, and we didn't have to, you know, because what's our problem? Our shortage right now. We got all these container ships at all these ports backed mm-hmm, up, right? Well, guess what? If we made the shit in house. You wouldn't be on a container out in the ocean right now. It'd be on some Mack truck mm-hmm. trucking across to the country. Like we gotta get this stuff back open again. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these factories are still sitting. Guilford Mills still. But sitting I don't there. even agree that. I mean, Guilford Mills is still sitting there, just a big empty. I don't know building. what they're using it for now. Open that thing back up. Get the new technology back. You're in there. going back. They're not. You're never gonna go back. That's dumb. It's never gonna go That's back. That's dumb. It's never gonna go back unless we turn into the third world country and then they ship them over here because we're cheaper labor. All those cigarette plants that are sitting there mm-hmm. empty. Lord, Lord, and all that. We don't need the cigarette plants. Open back them either. back up. No, but, I mean, we're not going to produce cigarettes for our children. I, I mean, I hate smoking. Hey, you sound like Trump want to open the coal lines back up. Smoking's bad, but I mean, just get. You up. can't digress back to what you were, but you can get back we need to, to be, something better. We need to be energy independent. I believe that one wholeheartedly. Because if we were energy independent, we wouldn't be having to get barrels of hundred. They said oil's at a hundred dollars a barrel right now. It's the most expensive it's ever been. 
When Trump we, was we in knew office, that was going to happen. Like Twenty some dollars a barrel. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Like, what are we doing? Here's the thing with that. Okay, here's the thing with the United States. They don't want. We don't want our pollution. We don't want our waters polluted. We don't want any of that. We want to live all happy, free in our utopia. Okay. Well, guess what? In order to produce these things, that is a side effect, and it's going to happen. Which means that it may not be happening here in the United States, but since we shipped all of our jobs and factories over to these other countries, it's just happening to these people instead. And it's still all because it's hemisphere. still happening. We're all so how the about same we come up in. with a better way instead of just shifting it from one community or one country to the next? Mm. I mean, because you just seen that documentary watch. Where was that at? Illinois? No, that was um Indiana, St. Louis, Missouri, Missouri, outside of Missouri. So in Missouri, they have um a that was to- a good documentary. A toxic waste dump. And basically, it, from it's, it's from like the back in the nineteen what was it fifties and sixties when they were it's not it's it's it had, we dropped that in war, so it was back in the nineteen forties where they were experimenting with plutonium and uranium and making uh, nuclear weapons. All the trash left over from that they buried they dumped into this they dump. buried into these landfills in Missouri. Well, now this all this waters are radiated. The lands radiated. There's fire underneath the yeah. There's fire underneath the ground surface. where they where it's burning trash, and it's the fire is moving closer to the the buried um, uranium and stuff. They say it could cause like massive explosions and just nuclear reactions set off if that fire ever gets to it. Mm-hmm. But in general, that stuff's already polluted the land. There's nothing but housing developments around this. People have found radiation in their homes. In their homes, yeah, and they, kids they started have, kids showing have, like this lady had um. They went back and called up with people from high school and like so many people from from their graduating class had died from cancer already. Yeah, at like, younger, they're no, this lady wasn't old. And I mean, t- not just a few. Like there was over hundreds of cases. There was like a little fifteen year old. Was it? Was he six? He was sixteen. They showed him in the hospital, and then after his interview, they showed that he had died like two weeks later. Yeah, after that interview had taken place. Like, yeah, people so, were getting sick. So, cancer just running rampant through here. But these people have been fighting it and fighting it. What was that group called? Moms. Just or, a mom? Just yeah, moms? Yeah, just moms. Just yeah, moms. Just moms. Yeah, they're fighting for, you know, these people to either clean up their mess, and they kept telling it wasn't an issue, it's not an issue, we got it under control, and then come to find out they don't have it under control. Mm-hmm. These people have radiation in their basements and their homes. Because you think about it, when it got in the water, and just like in Ohio, a lot of people, we have basements. And so when it rains, a lot of people's basements flood. Like, that's by natural design. That's why your your basement's there. But to catch that so your foundation doesn't. Um, and so if there's radiation in the water and your basement floods... Now that radiation's in your home, and it's mm-hmm. going to get into your walls and everything else. And I think, and the ba- they wouldn't have their homes tested; they wouldn't test them. And so, if there, a couple of people went and had their homes tested on their own with their own money out of their own pocket, and found out there was radiation there. So then they're at the meeting, and basically the people are just like, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it." So, so these now they want they want to be paid to be yeah yeah these people they want one of two things they want them to dig up this radiation out of these landfills, and they have been digging it up over the years and moving it up to Idaho. But to me, you're just moving a problem. Yeah. Trucking it to Idaho and dumping it in the fields there. And they probably don't know because these people didn't know either for a long time that this was even happening. So they either want the stuff dug up and moved mm-hmm. or they want to be bought, relocated. They, they want their houses bought out, paid for what they're worth, and that, that way they can Because take that they're money. stuck there because their house value is nothing. Yes. And these people probably have mortgages and they're upside down in them. And so therefore they can't sell their house because they're just going to be in debt. And then and nobody in the right be mind no... is going to come buy houses in a radiated area. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to be, so they should just buy these, me personally, they should buy these people out, 
and then tear everything down. What was about the park? The park, remember they were like, something about the park being contaminated, and they're like, well, why did you okay for the kids to still play in the park? And the guy was like, because where else are they going to play? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, are you serious? And then when, like, I guess there's a really bad smell that comes with it, and like they told him, like, hey, if if when you smell the smell, just go in your house. Like just go in your house, shut your window, shut your yeah, doors. Yeah, the main lady who the one the one of the just moms like there's certain days like they have to watch the weather reports because the wind's blowing a certain way they can't let their kids play outside because blowing that radiation right through the backyards of all these this this housing development. Yeah. So they have to like play like so certain days you sunny and beautiful outside the kids can't play. Outside. So they thought they were being told like if you go in the house, shut your window, shut your doors, you're safe, your children are safe. And come to find out, it's in your house. Of course, it's in your house because where do you think the air in your house is coming from? Mm-hmm. It's coming from outside. It was a good documentary. I wish I remember the name of it. It was good, though. It was I know. Good. But I just showed you how corrupt our government is. And just I, but terrible. I don't think the idea is to bring back old. I think the idea is, and I think that's where Ocasio-Cortez uh, is, is trying to say is with her New Green Deal, and I know a lot of things that you didn't um, believe in in it, but I think that was her whole point was not to bring back the old, but to make new ways. The problem with her Green New Deal that the, her biggest problem that she don't see is it is how we gonna pay for it. That's the problem because in her Green New Deal they spit out numbers like oh it's gonna cost us this much and this much and this much. But the real the real the real economist people that know prices of things are like yeah it might cost that much to start it, but to keep this thing going it's gonna cost like thirty trillion more than what you're saying. Like there's no way we could ever pay for this. We we, we don't collect enough taxes. We'd be in debt for the rest of our lives trying to pay for this. Like they want to go through and retrofit every building in the United States. Like that alone will cost trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. You know, so it's like it. It's not. It the bill needs to be worded different, or you know, it needs to be rethought. Here's my thing: at some point in time, it's going to have to be done, or else we're gonna we're gonna face the extinction. Extinction. I can't say it. The extinction of our species, or all species for that matter. Like. I mean, it's supposed, it's already a known fact that the, the Earth is eventually going to come to an end, right? This is like billions of years. Yeah, away, it's though. a long time away, but it's eventually going to come to an end. But it's it's just like we people don't want to believe in cl- in uh, global warming. They don't want to believe in climate change. I believe that all of that is real. I don't think it's a hoax. I don't think it's made up. I don't think it's a scare tactic. I absolutely believe that it's real and it's happening. I don't understand why people just don't want to make changes. Like but people hate whole, change, but it's like it's like. But you but, understand that's what we're always doing is always changing and evolving. But a lot of people listen. To that. Here's what they say, and I agree with it. Okay, right, as of right now, as far as all the big countries go, America is probably in the top five, if not number one, on our pollution compared to other big. Of countries. Of course we are, because we've sent it to all the other countries. Okay, so if so, even if we went green tomorrow, if if America went a hundred percent green tomorrow, and we we let off no pollution, with China and India and all these other countries still doing what they do. The Earth's still going to take. That's the damage. what I'm saying. You're talking about how much it's costing, and you're talking about this, and you're talking about that. I'm saying, as a human race, if we know and realize and understand that these changes need to be made for us to survive, everybody should get on board and get it done. Cost shouldn't be an issue. Okay, well, let's Just go see you do it. Let's go see you make communist China do something because what they've done is communist China in the last like few in the last six months to two years they went and built like 15 new coal plants. Because they know air countries around them are going to be dependent on energy because people like us are getting away from that. So they know, hey, they're getting away from it. We can make more money. Look, we're going to. Okay, uh, and then when we get away from it and we set that example by making the changes and starting to run uh, healthier lifestyles and our people, you know, because we're known for being unhealthy as it is. If when we get away from all that and we start to. But see, that's the thing about China. I don't think they really care about their people. 
like the government. I don't think the government cares if, if people are getting cancer from coal plants and can't breathe. And in the United States, that's supposed that's, that's supposed to be the difference, right? I don't think our government cares if you get in reality. They don't care. They just want to make money. But they have to show they care so they can try to keep getting in office. So if we make these changes, and I mean, I'm just saying if we actually find something that will work and we implement it, the world will follow because we're the United States. We lead the way. You can hope. That's a, that's a So China can sit there and open up all these coal plants, and then what's going to happen when no one's using that anymore because everybody's following us? Then they're going to be obsolete and way behind. I agree. You know, it's kind of like, you know, everybody's so worried about who can invent the best iPhone or the best car. You know, who China's America, who's coming out with the best next new technology. That is that is the technology that they need to be focused on. Well, I don't disagree with that. I don't dis- I don't think that climate change is a hoax. I don't I mean, I do think that the world evolves, the earth as in act- the actual earth evolves and that it may be able to adapt to the damage that we're doing to it. But uh, is that a chance you want to take? And it's easy to say, well, that's not my problem because, you know, it's not going to happen in my lifetime, right? We're going to end up using that phrase again. Is that a chance you want to take when we do our religious episode? We're going to use that same, is that a chance you want to take? (laughs) Are you going to use that as a direct quote? Because that is a direct quote from somebody. That is a direct quote from somebody. I'm going to say, is that the chance that you want to take? Man, that person takes chances. I don't know what I want to take. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, um, well, I mean, I think I think we've said enough for the day. Uh, that sounds like a good Friday mashup show to me on uh, our Friday mashup show on Saturday. Stay tuned; cause we'll get back uh, in in the week. We'll get back onto uh, Amy's story again. Hopefully on Monday. Yeah, we're going to try to do an episode, and then we'll do our mashup show and the normal episode. Mashup show, normal episode. So, so our, our goal is to drop our mashup on Fridays, or and our new episode every Monday. Every Monday, but we might have to do mashup on Saturday because cheers eh, almost over. Oh, excuse me, cheers almost over. So once cheer is done, then you don't have to. You're not running around in the afternoon after after work and school. So uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, this is our Friday mashup. We appreciate all the downloads we've been getting. Um, we got a couple things in the works as far as getting some music. So we appreciate that. Yes, hopefully it comes through. I'm, like, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully that comes through. And, and um, please don't cancel comedy. Yes, and my, keeps my I love it, but I will say that my wife loves comedy. Every time we sit down for dinner, that, you know like, that's what I listen to at work on instead of music. I'm fortunate. There's a there's a radio station that's nothing but comedy bits from old. I'm lucky if they ever cancel comedy. I still like action and thrillers and that. that you don't. You're not into none of that. So if they ever. I don't want to watch cancel, something that's going to cause me anxiety. This world causes me anxiety. <laughs> People cause me enough anxiety, enough suspense, enough fear. I love like a like night I get that on a murder. daily basis when I watch the news. I don't need. I don't want that. I don't necessarily need that from a TV show. A murder mystery or something. Plus, I'm a very empathetic person. So, like when I watch something, I'll cry. Mm. Like I cry at every teary-eyed movie scene. I'm, yeah, we've had it We've had it before. You'll come home and I can just tell and you're like, can we please watch something funny while we're eating dinner? And I'll have me put on Seinfeld. It or, just, it brings or, me, it brings me, gives me that Big dopamine Bang. release that I need to, you know, it's almost like an antidepressant, to be honest with you. And that's why I'll binge watch comedy. Like, you you know me, like, I will literally binge watch comedy just to, that's like my drug, to get me back into We're on season one, episode five. I go to bed. I get up the next day. By dinner time, I pull it back up, and we're on season four, episode three. I'm like, good Lord, what happened? I wish I I was. You know what would be perfect if I had what it took to be a comedian? That would have been a perfect job for me. Because I would love comedy, but I'm not not nowhere near a comedian caliber funny, but... You need good delivery. I don't... You gotta do a house tell a story. 
who am I yawning all of a sudden? And according to you, women aren't funny, so. Hey, I never said that. I, them, <laughs> yes, you did. Them, them, them comedy roaster women. Um, comedy roaster women. The ones that do the roast. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings. Hilarious. Amy Schumer when she's doing a roast. Hilarious. So don't say that. But yeah, as far as like sitting down watching like an hour long stand up from some woman, no, I don't find them funny a lot. See, she should be canceled. You you should go sit somewhere with John Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, I like those devious funny women, not those like telling me a story about their life women. I it's probably no, because you don't relate to it exactly. That, I think, that's what I was just about to say. It's because I don't relate. That's you don't understand what they're what talking about. I guarantee that's what it is. If I don't relate, it's hard to get into it. Like, you gotta be really funny. I wish Eddie Murphy would come back. Supposedly he was. He did that riding the cars with Seinfeld show and said he was working on a stand-up. But what the happened? Wor- the world's not ready for Eddie Murphy yeah. anymore. <laughs> I think Eddie's changed too much. It depends. Yes, if you're gonna get the new Eddie, I don't think he's gonna be as funny. Be no, because he's not. As, if we get old Eddie Murphy, shoot, he's not as relatable. I don't think anymore. He can't be as relatable to the. That's the thing about comedy is you have to be relatable. That's why you don't. I think that's why you don't find female comics as funny as male comics to you personally. Because they're not relatable. That's like if I sit down and watch a gay comic and they're talking about gay issues. I'm not going to understand the jokes always. I'm not going to understand, you know, and the same thing for, you know, different racial jokes. Like, sometimes I don't always get it. But like, you laugh at me, comics. Who's Fluffy? What's, uh, 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 uh Gabri- Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias. Iglesias yeah, a lot of times he'll tell Hispanic jokes or he'll tell jokes in Spanish during his, his stand-up. And I don't get it because... He's too. I, I don't like him. He's too soft with his stuff. Oh, like, I, I love don't know. him. When it comes to, and I, and I, I, I'm not sure. But I think he's Mexican. When it comes to that kind of comedy, I like your boy. What's his name? Had his own show. Oh gosh, I don't like him. Oh, he is so. He is funny. not funny. He is corny. No, because he'll be like t- talking to English, and he'll kick, and then he'll like he'll tell his joke, and then look out and say something in Spanish. Like, oh, and he's like, oh, it's so, so does hilarious. Fluffy. No, he does Fluffy the same is thing. not funny. Fluffy yes, is he, not. Oh, George he's Lopez. George Lopez. George Lopez. He does so the same funny. thing. So funny. I love George Lopez. And George Lopez will get out there and dog white people like crazy, and we think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Like, you know, dog me. It's funny. What they say, most of the time, what they I say dog is them true. too. Yeah, I so. can't stand some of these people out here, too. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Uh, this is our newest episode. We'll try to drop it this afternoon um, whoop, whoop. after the wife edits it a little bit here. And, I'm going to um, eat some dinner. Eat some dinner, eat some chili and while listen, we do I'm it. I'm eat some dinner and listen to our podcast. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Warp Sense Reality. I'm Josh. And Amy. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace.